the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw an interception. It's just... The Point After Show. The best goddamn fantasy football show in the world. Ready? Let's go. Hex yeah it is, lady. Hey yo! Thanks for tuning in once again to The Point After Show. I'm the host with the most fantasy points, Eddie Scarupa. As always, I'm here with Polly Bag of Walnuts Lipko. What's up? What's up? Terrible Trades Tommy Lipko. And producer Joe Cavi Caviston. It's episode 7, week 8 of the fantasy football season. I'm a little nervous going forward. I have to make some moves. Uh, it's not looking too good for me right now. Um, Can I stop everybody here and just play a little, little uh, something here? Hold on. Let me just... We're talking week seven. This is last fantasy week. Fantasy football. I'm about to go three and zero this week. About to go three yeah, and zero, Eddie. And then wait, some, gives me don't some. Don't jinx uh, yourself. Don't some, jinx uh, yourself. So yeah, Eddie, what, Eddie, what happened? There's an elephant in the room. I understand that. Um, and I talk about a Republican. No, and uh, I don't know what. Just let me have it. Dumbo, drop it on me. Uh, get, it, get it going. We just want to. You big shout out! make a change here. Big shout out to the teabaggers for coming back and putting Eddie deeper in the cellar. Eddie, what are you now? One in five? One in six? six yeah. One in six. So can we get the the intro change from the host with the most fantasy points change to the host with, with the, the most, most fantasy, fantasy losses? losses? That was cute that you guys went. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was off the. That all was right. off the cuff. All, too, right. by all the way. I have to say, well, that's that maybe. But I'm still keeping with it because I am in second place in my my uh, total points league, so I'm still doing good there. But uh, at least I l- didn't lose to my dad this week. Ooh, so, uh, sure. Oh, so, boy. Uh, it was his birthday. That. There's that. It was his birthday. But, uh, I, I, I mean, I did score the third highest points this week. Just so happens that I played the, the person that played that had the, the highest points total this week. So that's fantasy football for you. It's, it, it's a bite you in the ass. Week to week thing, game it to game. It bites you in the thing. ass. Yeah. But you know what? It's a new week. And you know what a new week means? Eddie still doesn't have another. Eddie still isn't gonna win. <laughs> and I'm lost. about and I'm gonna kick Cavi's ass this week. Wow. Polly Bag of Walnuts is about to put the beat down on the Cavi Express this week. If I can't figure something out at running back, it's pretty true. Start Chris Ivory this week. Yeah, I, that's rough. That's no good. Yeah. I mean, here's my thought. If Tampa Bay can just play really good against Oakland, your team pretty much can't score more than 60 points. That's not going to happen, though. That's, so half the, that's half your team right there, right? Yeah. Good call. The other half is Houston, so we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's the quarterback from Houston. Yeah. No. Right? All right, let's uh, let's move forward to our, our first segment here. We have Hold a lot on. to talk about. Hold on. All right. Before all right. we move on to our first segment, all right. I need to stop. Okay. So I have, a sh- I have a shout-out to make right now to one of our Twitter followers, at Bob Bob Topper, at Bob Topper and I made a friendly wager last week on uh, Todd Gurley being a starter in his lineup, and I told him to play whichever Buffalo running back plays, whether it's McCoy or Gillisley. So um, I made him a friendly wager that if he uh, if Gurley had more points than either of them, I would give him a shout out. I was wrong miserably. Thank you, Rex Ryan, you fat bastard. 
Uh, congratulations, Bob Topper. You are the man. If anybody else would like to get uh, in on some friendly wagers, feel free to text any. I'm sorry to uh, tweet any of us at our uh, at our Twitter, or you could text Paul at five seven zero. Just kidding. Ah, uh, all right. Now we can move on. All right, let's go to our uh, master trader segment. Here's Paul. So our master trader segment this week will kick off with a uh, Twitter follower at Terry twenty three. So guys, listen to this trade. At Terry23 is looking to dish out Julian Edelman and Derek Carr. And in return, he's going to get Larry Fitzgerald, the Ageless Wonder, and Jameis Winston. What do you guys think of that trade? Oof, that's a that's a tough trade there. Edelman and Carr? Of course, Cavi's going to say keep Carr. Duh. <laughs> Duh. We don't even have to ask him his opinion. Uh, Edelman and Carr for Winston and Fitz. I like the Winston and Fitz, to be honest with you. I okay. do. I, Edelman hasn't really proven much this year yet. Yeah. He, he's been single-digit fantasy points all year long. I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way, too. I love Derek Carr, but Edelman's not doing anything this year. Yeah, I'm going to agree with this, guys. Um, Julian Edelman right now this year is averaging five catches a week, 46 yards, and he doesn't even have a touchdown in the season. Um, that's with Brady being back for the last three weeks. It hasn't gotten better for him. I'm a little concerned about him. Jameis Winston is the bigger factor in this, believe it or not, for me. Fitz just does what Fitz does every single week. He's just a constant for wide receiver value. But Jameis and Winston, um, I think, could quite honestly be the best quarterback rest of season. With his with his future um, with his future schedule coming up, everything between Oakland, Atlanta, Chicago. Listen to his playoff schedule. In the playoffs, fantasy playoff schedule for us, he plays New Orleans two out of three of those weeks. I'll take I'll take Jameis and Winston all day looking ahead yeah, with the next. Yeah, to make playoffs, though, to be worrying about. I'll take Jameis Winston. Jameis and Winston. Oh, Jameis and Winston is probably what I've been drinking before I started this. <laughs> so, uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think, T? I'm going to go with Jameis Winston on that part of the trade and, and Fitzy. Uh, Fitzy and the Cardinals are going to get their offense going. I think Jameis Winston, he already had his bye. He has some decent match- matchups, but he also plays Kansas City and Seattle. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Winston and Fitzy in that trade. So there you go, Terry23 and Twitter. Um, we're unanimous on uh, take Fitzy and, and Winston and run. Uh, our next Twitter follower is at Audible Omaha. There's one for you, T. You know your boy there. That's a mouthful. Uh, yeah. Omaha. At Audible Omaha, apparently a Peyton Manning fan. He says, do I give up David Johnson for no. Julio and Lamar Miller? Ooh. That's a that's a good trade. I disagree. That's a real good trade. I, it's a good thought for a trade, but I'm sticking with David Johnson. I would me. like to know what else he has on his team. Um, if he's struggling and, and the rest of his team is kind of junk, then I would say, yeah, definitely take that trade, Julio and Lamar. This way you kind of bolster some other positions in your lineup that you may have holes in. But... If not, if you have a solid squad all around there, keep David Johnson. He's putting up 20-some fantasy points he's the, a freaking week. He's the number one fantasy running back in any league pretty much by 20-plus points right now on Zeke. I get it. Zeke had a bye, and, and David Johnson, did they have they didn't have their bye yet, Arizona, right? Well, it doesn't, it, either way, it doesn't matter. But he's just David a, Johnson, he's nasty. like you said, is, is one of those Yeah, I'm keeping David backs. Johnson. Just me, I'm keeping him, especially if you're in a dynasty Here, league. Here's my final thing. Is I say, if you have solid supporting cast for David Johnson, keep him. 
But if you're struggling elsewhere, running back, uh, you know, you don't have anybody else with Johnson, but you have some other receivers, uh, you know, definitely go and get Julio and Miller if you need some help. So we actually just had a live question come in from uh, the Fantasy Football Discussion Group on Facebook. Big group. Everybody can go out and join it. Derek Rose. Not the funny. Derek Not Rose, the is Derek it? Rose. Spells it different. Yeah, there's no K in his name. But uh, he asked, would you guys play Palmer or Rivers this week? Palmer. I uh, disagree. I'm not a big – I'm down on Rivers. As a matter of fact, I have him as a sit this week. Rivers? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Palmer. Did you say Rivers? I said I would go with Palmer. Rivers yeah. is definitely a sit this week. They're playing at Denver. Look what he did when they played at I'm Denver down on both those guys, ago. if I'm honest. If that's yeah. all you but have. But he's asking, he's asking right, right, who right. would you choose between. If, so you I had to to, if I had to pick one, yes, I guess I'm picking Palmer. If I had that choice, I'm looking for a streamer on, um, on the waiver wire, if I had those two guys. Yeah, I would definitely go with Palmer. Um, I go pick up Fitzpatrick and play him this week because he's going to have a monster yeah, week. Yeah, I agree with you on that 100%. If I had to pick one of those and there was nothing on the waiver wire, then, yes, I'm with you, Tommy. I, I go with Palmer, um, the lesser of the two evils this week. You don't play anything really against Denver. Yeah, but Palmer, he's playing Carolina. They're giving up, what, their top five worst defense against passer this year. Their defense isn't as good as what it was last year. So definitely go with Palmer this week. I right. agree. I'm biased. I'm a Rivers owner, but I'd, I'd go Palmer there. All right, let's keep going, guys. Uh, so we got another Twitter at MadPipes79. You find uh, these guys that love their pipes and I, smokes <laughs> too good. And i got to be honest. I, I do kind of handpick some people uh, based on how great the trade sounds versus uh, their their names on their handles. is pretty awesome. I just want to know what deep, dark corner of the Internet you're hanging out yeah, in. I, you're finding these Twitter, people. man. Twitter. I got some crazy followers on there. So he uh, or she, Mad Pipes, depending on how it is, asks they're willing to are they they're looking to deal LaShawn McCoy and Jordy Nelson for Mike Evans and Mark Ingram. I will give him my opinion first simply because I'm a McCoy owner. And obviously you guys know for five weeks I was huge on LaShawn McCoy. Um, I'm worried about him. It's a hammy injury. He's had many hammy injuries. And you're going to get Mike Evans in return, who we just talked about has a really, really sexy uh, schedule coming up for the next you know, rest of season. Um, Ingram is is not a bad thing at all to have. He's he's averaging 18 touches a week. He's had three touchdowns in six games. Um, and let's be honest, guys. Jordy Nelson has done nothing to warrant me keeping him on my team and being you know worried about trading him. Uh, I mean, what has Green Bay done? They've passed the ball. 40-plus times in the last three games, and and Jordy Nelson has had 11 targets total in two of them. Um, I'm, I'm okay with getting rid of McCoy and Nelson for Evans and Ingram. What do you guys think? I disagree on that. That's surprising. Yeah, well, look at Jordy Nelson. He already had his bye this year. He has five receiving He had four down. byes this week, or this year. Where? Every game he's played so what far has been about? since the week only, two. The only two that were bad games for him fantasy-wise were the past two. The first four games of the season, he was averaging probably 17 fantasy points. He had five touchdowns in his first three games. Okay, so he so, blew his load in the first three games. Uh, he he hasn't blew done. his load. He did this all la- well when he was wasn't hurt the last couple of years. Okay, so you got a, you got a banged stuff. up shady that you're going to be dealing with for the banged rest of the season. He's 50-50 this week. He's going to be banged he's up. He's 50. Fi- he was 50-50 last week. He played two snaps. Yards per carry. He's he's not that good. Definitely keep McCoy and Nelson. We talk about McCoy every week that he's a go-get-him kind of guy. Nelson's going to come back and do his thing. And the Packers' offense has been getting under a lot of scrutiny the last couple weeks. But they really aren't doing that bad. Go out and look the stats up. 
All right. They also have no running backs, so they have to throw the ball right now. So. All right, let's keep going, guys. Um, we got to our email bag, um, and we have Mark from Cleveland emails. How about Todd Gurley giving up Todd Gurley for Alshon Jeffrey? What do you guys think of that one? I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't give up Gurley for Jeffrey? No. I mean, I guess it depends on how deep you are running back, personally, and how bad you need a wide receiver. Yeah, I don't but know what what's the quarterback situation in yeah. in Chicago. I don't know. Going yeah, forward. he didn't yeah, he didn't give us rough. a lot of information on this. I guess if I'm looking at a straight up purpose per reason, um, Gurley has underperformed as probably anybody. You guys, if anybody's read my my uh, panic button this week, Gurley was one of the biggest names on there. Look at what he's done. He, I'm honest, guys. I don't think that Gurley is as great as everybody thinks he is. I don't know where everybody got this 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 thought process that Gurley was amazing, but I said it online in my blog. I'll say it again. Gurley is not that good of a running back. And and look at across the last 15 games since back waiting back to last year, he doesn't even have he has one 100 yard rushing game. Why have we had such a a hard on for this guy? Anybody? He's a beast. He's yeah. what is he a beast on? He's he had a really good year what? last year. He hasn't. <laughs> he, th- he didn't have a really good year last year. He's had a fir- He had the first like six games of the year or four games of the year were great. After that, he was mediocre he's at best. He's to catch the ball more and more out of the backfield. He's almost getting hundred yards a game. So does Giovanni Bernard, man. I mean, he's Giovanni. not a number. He wasn't a first round pick in anyone's draft. Yep. Todd Gurley somehow just became this this icon that I think he is. I, I don't. I think he's poop. That's me. Oh. I would take Alshon Jeffrey because of the fact that. It's a it's a, a number one wide receiver with Jay Cutler coming back. Jay Cutler coming back, but what did Coach Fox say? He he's hates done him. with them. He hates them. He said he's but he has to deal with them. them. He has to deal Does with them. Does he? And Cutler needs to get a job next year. So guess what Cutler's got to do? He's got to play. Cutler when just have to play. Yeah, he's still not good. Year. Cutler's been one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree. He's I hate him. the ball down the field. He's got a cannon on him, but he's he's not as good. He's not mentally into the games. It doesn't seem. I'm going Gurley. I know what it's going to say because I'm a Gurley owner, but. I think he's going to perform better fantasy-wise each year. All right, we got a 50-50 on that one between me and Tommy. Last one for the night. We got Jimmy from Vegas. Jimmy out in Sin City is asking, does he give up Jeremy Macklin and Jordan Reed for Randall Cobb? I say yes, quick and easy. Jordan Reed is a disaster. Jeremy Macklin is a buster. And Randall Cobb has been pretty solid. Anybody? The, f- the beginning of the year, Randall Cobb hasn't done much, but he's starting to catch catch on. I mean, Jordy, he's getting Jordy Nelson's targets the last couple of weeks, I think. Um, they don't really have a tight end there now with Jared Cook. Everyone thought Jared Cook was going to be good. He hasn't. He's been out the whole season. Um, I think Randall Cobb going forward is going to continue to produce, whether as a wide receiver two or higher. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this. I'm going to go with Cobb. Basically, it's a trade, you know, because I've been dogging Macklin for a while now. Basically, it's a trade for Cobb for Reed, uh, but with Reed's concussion, he's going to play this week. But I think Cobb's the man going forward between those two. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree right across the board. And you had the advantage that uh, they're going to be using Cobb more and more as a running back right now too. So, all right, guys. And Green Bay had their bye too. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, guys. Well, that wraps up our master trader segment. You could send us any of your trade questions at the point after show Twitter. And uh, you can uh, send it to our email address at thepointaftershow at gmail.com. All right, guys, I'm here to give you a little uh, words of advice for myself, Eddie Skrupa. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. 
And I'm not here to sugarcoat anything, but fantasy football can sometimes be a bitch. It can be your best friend, your worst enemy. I've witnessed so many horrible things happen as a result of fantasy football. Betrayal, divorce, espionage, capital punishment. What do you think happened to Jimmy Hoffa? Two words, fantasy football. We all love reassurance. That's why we study these rankings, point projections, injury reports, and we listen to these so-called, quote, experts on TV. F that, do your homework, review matchups, look at defenses, sure sometimes rankings and projections will help you win, but they can also make you lose. Don't try to fix anything that's not broken. Sometimes you just gotta live a little dangerously. For instance, I'm going ballsy this week in two of my leagues. I'm starting Adam Humphreys over Willie Sneed and Jameis Winston over Cam Newton. Listeners, I'm not here to tell you what to do. You're in charge of your own fantasy destiny. I just don't wanna see any of you become the next Jimmy H. If you're on the fence with anything, I always say, just go with your gut instinct. These are my words of advice and no one else's. Good luck to y'all. All right, Tommy, who you sitting and who you starting? Frank. Sit down. Frank. Frank. Stand up. Frank. Frank. Pass out. Frank. Frank. Wake up. Frank. Frank. Fade it. Frank. Frank. Fade it. Good intro there, right? I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> So this week I have a couple of sits and starts. Uh, you can find more of them on the website at thepointaftershow.com, but I'm just going to go breeze through one or two from each position, a sit and a start. This week at quarterback, my starter, we already spoke about him earlier in the segment, I'm going with Jameis Winston. Over the past four games, he's averaging 21 fantasy points. The Raiders are a terrible defense, giving up about seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks and about 300 yards a game. I think you figure Oakland's going to put up their points. So the Tampa Bay is going to have to do the same to keep up pace. My bench this week for the quarterback position, I'm going with Phillip Rivers at Denver. He's only averaging 16 fantasy points over the past two weeks. I know that's bad news to Eddie. He's only scored uh, 12 points, and he only scored 12 points the last time they played Denver only a few weeks back. And, you know, Denver is one of the best defenses in the NFL. They're Denver's only giving tough. Up, they're giving up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So if you have Phillip... My Rivers on your team this week, bench him. Moving on to wide receiver, I know we've been beating the same people again this time as we did earlier, and it seems like we do it every week, but I'm going with my start, Jordy Nelson. At Atlanta, you know they're going to be putting up points in that game. Nelson hasn't been getting much love from Aaron Rodgers lately, but I think this is going to be the week they turn it around. Uh, Atlanta has given up the 17th most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. You know, this is going to be one of those games that they light up the scoreboards. I agree. My uh, sit for wide receiver, probably like this guy, talking about Jay Cutler coming back, but I'm going with Alshon Jeffrey playing the Minnesota Vikings. Jeffrey's only averaged 8.5 fantasy points over the last five games. They're playing Minnesota this week. They've given up the second fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver. And we all heard the reports coming out today that Coach Fox is done with Cutler. Sorry, Cutler. Getting cut. It was, a, it was an alleged report. An alleged report. All of his close friends say it, so it has to be true. <laughs> Moving on to running backs. My start this week, I think Ed's going to like this one, is Christine Michael Ooh. at New Orleans. Michael's been averaging over 19 fantasy points the last four games, and the Saints are giving up the most fantasy points to running backs this year. Michael wants to let Pete Carroll know that he is the man going forward regardless of raw status. I'm going to keep it the same game here. I think the running back to sit this week is Mark Ingram. Ingram has been solid lately, but he's only been averaging 3.9 yards per carry. Seattle always has one of the best rush defenses. They're only giving up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. 
only 84 and a half yards per game, so definitely bench Mark Ingram. Finally, I'm going to move on to tight ends. I think Cavi's going to enjoy this one. My start is Gary Barnage versus the Jets. Barney. Last year, Gary Barnage had nine receiving touchdowns. This year, through seven weeks, he has zero. With Josh McCown supposedly coming back, I think the two link up for at least one touchdown this week. My bench is the old guy. He's finally getting there. I think Antonio Gates at Denver is the man to bench this week. You know, Hunter Henry is the man there. He's been vulturing a ton of his targets. I think if you are desperate, still don't even start him. Go look what the waiver wire has to offer. These are my sit starts of the week. You could check out the rest of them, a few more for each position on the website, thepointaftershow.com. This week's episode is brought to you by CC Cleaning. CC's Cleaning is locally owned and operated and servicing all of Northeastern Pennsylvania since 2005. At CC Cleaning, they understand the importance of hospitality, discretion, and good technique and professional behavior. They set up very high standards for cleaning your home and business, and they've taken steps to ensure the quality is never overlooked. So if you guys are looking to get something cleaned, head on over to cccleaningpa.com. Again, that's cccleaningpa.com. C-C-C-L-E-A-N-I-N-G-P-A.com. CC's Cleaning. They'll clean your stuff. All right. I'm going to ask Tom, Paul, and Cavi what their over-under for fantasy points are for a few players that I have uh, written down here. And she said, Do you come from a land down under? Mike Evans, over-under 18 points versus the Oakland Raiders. Tom. Over-under 18? Ooh, I'm going to say Mike Evans goes under. I think uh, Jacquez Rogers has a big game. I know they're going to be trying to score, but I'm going to go under on that. I agree that Jacquez Rogers is going to have a big game. I am going to go over with Evans. Um, I'm thinking he's – I think he puts two in the end zone this week. All right. Um – Paul, Zeke Elliott versus Philly, 17 points, over-under. I think 17 points, he's going to probably go over that. Um, I know Philly's got a really, really good defense, but, I mean, the honest fact is that they just ride Zeke till the wheels fall off. Um, so I'm going to go over 17 with him. Yeah, I'm going to go over 17 on that one too. I think uh, Zeke, what's he averaging, like 26.5 fantasy points the last three weeks. I think he's going to have a big week again uh, versus the Eagles. Prime time Sunday night. You know, he loves that stuff. I'm going to go with the over. Uh, Russell Wilson at New Orleans. 24 fantasy points. Over, under. Oh, this is tough, but I'm going under. Russell Wilson has been a fantasy dud this year so far. I don't think he's really done much. I know this. they're playing the Saints, and the Saints love giving up points to every quarterback, every team. But you said 24? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's under 24 this week. Yeah, I agree with Tommy. Um, I'm going to go under 24. Russell Wilson pretty much has every bodily injury known to man. I think he threw everything out when he smashed on Sierra and knocked that kid into her. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go under. Uh, He has no legs anymore, so it's all it is is his arm. And, uh, yeah, under 24. All right, uh, Frank Gore versus Kansas City. Over, under 11 points. I'm gonna say under. Um, I think uh, I think Kansas City. I think Kansas City puts points up against Indianapolis's secondary, and I think that uh, I think the only way Gore goes over 11 is if he finds the end zone. But I think Indianapolis is gonna be passing a little bit more than they need to this month, this week. Or I'm sorry, this week. I'm gonna go over 11 on this one. 
Uh, Kansas City, they're giving up the 14th most fantasy points to running backs this year. You look at the past couple weeks, except for when they played Chicago Bears, actually like the last five or six weeks, he put up double-digit fantasy points. I don't think he's going to have a problem making 11 points this week. You know, with that offensive line struggling, they rely on him either rushing the ball or catching a couple out of the backfield. I'm going to say he's going to have upwards of about 18. I, the only thing I will tell you, just to one more last rebuttal on this, is remember this, Kansas City got embarrassed last week in Kansas City. They get a chance to redeem themselves against Indianapolis um, again in Kansas City this week. I think that they beat them down pretty badly, so that's why I stick with my under. All right, I like this one here. Brandon Cooks versus Seattle, 12 points over under. I'm going under on that. I, I think Brandon Cooks is one of those boomer bust guys. I think this is a bust week for him. I think maybe he has three catches for 50 yards. If it's a PPR, you're looking at eight points. Half point PPR, you're looking at six and a half. I don't think he's doing much this week. That's just, you know, I think Sherman and the secondary from the Seattle Seahawks shuts down the New Orleans offense. I'm going under. I agree. I'm going to go under. If you asked me the same number and asked me for Michael Thomas, I would have said over. I think Michael Thomas has been taking a lot of receptions away um, from Cooks. So um, I'm going to go under 12 for Cooks. All right. Um, I actually I like uh, Fleener this week for uh, New Orleans. That's, that's my pick of the, the week there. But uh, all right, Aaron Rodgers at Atlanta, 22 points, over, under. I'm going to go over. Um, the reason I'm going to go over is because they have no running game, and they have no choice but to throw the ball. He's thrown the ball three straight games over 42 times, um, and Atlanta has a, a – you know, they're, they're, they're tricky, but they still have no secondary that's stopping uh, Green Bay from throwing the ball. So I'm going to go over 22 points. This is a perfect number. I think he's going to have right around 22. Um, good pick, Ed. I'm going to have to go. I did my homework. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your dog didn't eat it? I'm going to go that. Not this week. I'm going to say he has under. Not by much, though. I'm going to say right around 20 fantasy points this week from Aaron Rodgers. You know, 20 is a decent amount from a quarterback, so. I'm going to go under. All right, last one. Devonta Freeman, over under 16 points this week. I know Tevin Coleman is uh, iffy, but what do you guys think about that one? I'm going to say under. Um, they're playing Green Bay. Green Bay has one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. Um, I think they give up the fewest fantasy points to running back so far this season. I think it's going to be a, 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 a gunslinging fest here between Matty Ice and Aaron Rodgers. I think he goes over 16. As a matter of fact, I think he goes over 20. Um, Tommy's 100% right. Green Bay has the the toughest run defense against uh, fantasy points against running backs. However, Devontae Freeman has no Tevin Coleman back there to worry about, and he catches the ball uh, out of the backfield. I think there's going to be a lot of checkdowns. I think Devontae Freeman probably has at least eight catches in this game, and uh, I think he I think he gets into the end zone once or twice. I think he goes over 16 points. All right, do we have time for one more? All right, we'll, we'll do one more. We'll do one more, says the producer. He's, he'll do one more. <laughs> He's going to do one. All right, uh, Larry Fitzgerald at Carolina. The over, ageless wonder. Over, under 14 points. 14 points is a very, very good number for Fitzy. Um, and I will tell you this. I, does anybody else believe that Larry Fitzgerald is probably the GOAT? Like, I think he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Nothing Not just physical him. appearance, but or physically, but he's just a good dude overall. You find him the most attractive of I do find him somewhat sexy. He's got very nice teeth. He's got very nice teeth. Uh, his hands are amazing. 
So it's just got awkward here. But anyway, let's go back to what we were talking about. 14 points for Fitz um, against Carolina. I like it. Uh, I I think with uh, Jerron Brown is is done for the season. They put him on IR. Um, I know that John Brown is back, but I don't know how efficient he's going to be. Carolina gives up a lot of points to wide receivers. And let's be honest, Fitzy's just always open. They should change his nickname to 7-Eleven. Wow. Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, over on this too. I think he. I don't think he has a lot of receiving yards, but I think he's gonna be used a lot in the red zone. I think he's gonna have two touchdowns this week and probably about 50 yards. Ooh, our, bold, go our bold pre- predictions are our last segment, but go ahead. Yeah, Ooh, no, boy. that's not bold. That's a. Uh, that's just a statement. <laughs> All right. All right, listeners, uh, thanks for uh, listening to our over-under segment. Now we're going to talk about our top flex players. Hey, guys, you love music? Well, then head on down to the Letter Theater in downtown Scranton. They're bringing music back to Scranton. December 1st, the Ataris, with such hits as Boys of Summer in this diary and many others. They're going to be coming at you only 12 bucks for that concert. December 11th, Trapped. Headstrong, they'll take you on. Pete Nakaninchki's favorite band in the world. So head on down to the Leonard Theater in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Check out those shows. Buy some tickets online. All right. Let's talk to Polly about his uh, flex addiction. Flex, time to impress. All right, guys. So I'm going to give you guys some of my favorite flex starts for week eight. Uh, you can find out more on this on our website at thepointaftershow.com. So I'm going to start off. My favorite flex of the week is Ty Montgomery. Uh, Ty Montgomery is Green Bay's running back slash wide receiver depending on what league you're playing in if you're playing in espn he's both if you're playing in yahoo they're assholes and they still only make him a wide receiver anyway uh, off the roster over uh over uh, the last two weeks the guys had 20 receptions um i get it niles davis and don jackson are coming back as a as running backs i don't think they're going to take a lot of the the bulk of the carries but i know for a fact they're not going to take any of the the backfield targets away Playing Atlanta, I love Ty Montgomery as a great flex option. Uh, moving on, Jamison Crowder. I know my brother has had a raging hard-on for this guy after I dropped him about three weeks ago. He's pretty much been the best player on my brother's team. Uh, he is playing the Bengals this week, and Jordan Reed is expected back, but I still think the fact In that... In London. Yeah, I think the fact that... Um, Cousins has to throw to people in this game, and he's going to have to throw to some security blankets. I think Crowder's a a good fit for a flex option in this game. Devontae Booker, running back for the Denver Broncos, basically just got handed the starting job all to himself with C.J. Anderson going down for the next couple of weeks. I'm expecting C.J. Anderson to be down for at least three weeks, maybe more. I think he's done. It's possible. I think Um, he's on the IR for the season. The great news for him is that they get to play San Diego with his first full starting game. I think he's going to be a great flex option out there for uh, for Denver's backfield. Next one up is Quincy Inunua. Uh Fitzy's back, which is not necessarily a good thing for the Jets, but it is a good thing for Quincy. Um, he is they're, they're playing Cleveland, who pretty much gives up the ninth most points to wide receivers, and they've already given up 18 passing touchdowns to wide receivers this year, this year. So that's pretty much two two a week. Um, no, actually, that's that's three a week. So yeah, Quincy Inunua, if he's on your if he's on your bench, I would definitely throw him in the flex. Uh, Michael Floyd, the same Michael Floyd that I told you guys to drop, you know multiple weeks ago if you're if you stuck him out and you, and you, you have him on your team 
He scored a touchdown for you last week. Uh, I believe that he is going to be a good flex option again this week. I talked about it before. He's playing Carolina, um, and Fitzy can't catch all of them, although he will catch a lot of them. I think Floyd gets into the end zone this week, so you could flex him out. And then the last one I have for you guys is uh, Jacquez Rogers, who pretty much is gets every single touch for the most part in Tampa Bay. 62 touches over the last two games. If they haven't just worn this guy out by now, I don't know. He might not even be walking by week 10. But he is a great flex option this week in Oakland. Uh, I, I, I think I think they're taking their time in Tampa Bay with, with Doug Martin, so I wouldn't be too worried about him for the next week or maybe even two. But definitely flex out uh, Jaquiz Rogers in your lineup. That's all I have for today. Uh, you can check out the rest of my article, again, on thepointaftershow.com. Take care. All right, thanks, Paul. Let's move on to a head-to-head question where I'm asking Paul and Tom. It's all in my head. Looking at the first seven weeks of the season, if you had the choice of having one fantasy player on your team going forward for the rest of the year, not counting bye weeks, not counting any kind of specific position, who would that player be and why? Paul. David Johnson. There's not even a question in my mind. David Johnson is the most valuable fantasy player right now in football. In most leagues, he's well over the 150-point mark for total fantasy points. Uh, he hasn't had his buy yet, from if, I'm, if I remember correctly. So you have that to think about. Take the buys out of it. Yeah. Take, Take the, the buys, buys out of it. And 100%, David Johnson. There's nobody even, there's nobody even on his level. He gets over 50% of the touches in Arizona. Um, I, I don't know. What do you think, team? Give me Todd Gurley. You're a <laughs> dummy. I'm just kidding. I was going to say, I'm man. going Zeke Elliott. I knew Zeke was coming. You know, he, he's in the league. He's got the swagger on right Is now. Is it because he's on your boy Rivera's team, really? Because no, I feel like... close. Be- Nothing about that at all. Zeke Elliott, he's been an animal. He's catching more and more balls out of the backfield. He's rushing them in. I think he uh, has about, what, five, six touchdowns on the season already. He's just going to be solid going forward. Uh, You know, they got the Redskins and the Giants in that division, which are both terrible. Zeke's the man. Zeke's the man. David Johnson, overrated. You're you're such a ball bag. You wanted freaking you wanted David Johnson so bad in our draft. You didn't get him. You're salty about him now. Yeah, you went and told Chach. Oh, Tommy wants him. Go get him first. Oh, dude, I did That's not because quite honestly, I'd never expect him to be as good as he is. He's ridiculously good. You know for a fact, deep down in your heart, David Johnson is the best fantasy player right now. And I said it weeks ago. I'll say it again. Zeke Elliott will not make it past week thirteen. Mark it on your calendars. The only reason I'm worried about Zeke Elliott and his fantasy points beating David Johnson's rest of the season and making it past week 13 is the NFL is now investigating his alleged domestic violence with his girlfriend. If nothing comes of that... Oh, he's probably partying with Josh Brown. Uh, well, that maybe. You know, he doesn't really give Nobody a Nobody parties with kickers. Yeah, it's true. Kickers. Except Seabass. I don't know. Yeah. Vinatieri probably party parties. I'd party Here's with... the thing. I think Zeke Elliott going forward is definitely going to be the man. Take him in if you had him. If they did a redraft today, Zeke Elliott, number one pick. Zeke Elliott and David Johnson. Well, do you have uh, something guys, different, Eddie? No, I don't. Because I, I, I do have Zeke Elliott in my one league. I was nervous about him because he never took a NFL handoff or played an NFL snap in his career prior to this year. I think he's doing a freaking fantastic job as a rookie. I got a David, question. David Johnson, 
Hold on. David, David Johnson, he did have a great second half of last year when he got when he when he was given the starting position. And he hasn't looked back. He hasn't. I was I was I was nervous that he was going to turn into a like a Steve Slayton or someone like that. Ooh. Here's a here's a what if for you guys, real quick. What if, real fast? If Big Ben Roethlisberger didn't get hurt, is Antonio Brown in this conversation? I would say so. Well, Eddie drafted him first, so of course he's going to say so. <laughs> but he was the number one pick in every yeah, league, sure. and he's, I think he's hes right but, up there. But it's always easy to say he's the number one pick at the beginning of the season. Compared he's the number to, one wide right receiver right now in fantasy okay, points but, but in pretty yeah, much every league. You're, you're doing that based off the preseason. You don't know what the hell they're going to do regular season. I'm talking about right now. It doesn't matter. And here's the thing. You're hypothetical. What if Big Ben doesn't get hurt? But look, historically, he's missed games okay, every so year. Okay, so we all thought last week that Antonio Brown was going to fall off. And Landry still makes him relevant. So, so are you how is he not in this? Your point no, no, no. I still think so Dave Johnson. I'm simply them? asking the question. Like, did we forget about Antonio? I Brown? didn't forget about him. No. Did you? No. It sounds no. like you may have. No, but I, I. I think the question was each of you pick one person. Yeah. yeah. They're and two of the other two. Backtracking and picking somebody. I else think I'm gonna go with Antonio Brown on this one. See, I was trying to sell it at Eddie here, buddy. I was trying to sell it at Eddie. I could sell Eddie a ketchup popsicle. No, if I had white gloves on, maybe. But um, no, if. If I had to go right now, I would say David Johnson. Of course, take the easy. Yeah, route. baby. Just because it's the easy he's, a, he's so a better, one nothing me. He's a better one. Pa- he's a better ca- uh, pass catcher. Is it one nothing Paul? Let's just say it's one nothing Paul. No, I'm going Zeke. So well, it probably right, doesn't so really matter. He, no, he does. Zeke, you realize Zeke is not on the Oakland Raiders, right? I'm aware. All right. Well, I, I'm just making sure. I, can, I, for I some think reason, Zeke. I can see you also. This is the guy that also. This is the guy that made made ridiculous trades to get. Eddie Lacy on his team. So, congratulations on that pick up, T. All right. So, I'm going with David Johnson. Cabby's going with Zeke Elliott. Tommy and Paul, respectively, go with their picks. All right. Um, let's move on to the sleeper category. And here is Cabby. When you wake up in the morning, hey, my arms are in your room. Like, can I get five more minutes? Shit, I ain't really tripping over school. As- All right. Here we are with the sleeper segment. So first this week, I'm going to go with Seth Roberts, wide receiver, Oakland Raiders. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, another Raider. Derek Carr doesn't discriminate with his wide receivers. This week, you're going to have a problem where they're going to be keying on Crabtree and they're going to be keying on Amari Cooper. So I see Seth Roberts coming in. He's a big red red zone threat. He had nine targets last week, and they're going to need him down there this week. Uh, Homer disclaimer, I do love the Raiders. My second pick this week is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So everybody's going to be wondering, you know, why why Ryan Fitzpatrick? Well, the only thing worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick's play to this point is the Cleveland Browns as a whole organization. They're really terrible. So this is a one-week-only play. You're going to go after Fitzpatrick. You're going to play him this week. Then you're going to drop him off your team, get him off your radar, stay as far away from him as possible. Homer disclaimer, I also went to Harvard just like Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, I didn't. <laughs> Tommy did. I did. <laughs> Tommy did, yeah. however. So pick three, C.J. Fedorowicz, tight end from the Houston, Texas. I love I him. I think I have one of those hats. I love him, bro. <laughs> he's, he's been on my sleeper segment for, like, ever. Uh, he's been having a great couple weeks. Um, and also the Texans this week, much like they're playing Detroit, who's much like the Cleveland Browns. They're just absolutely terrible right now, especially on defense. Uh, they've allowed seven touchdowns to tight ends this season. So you have a really good shot at a touchdown with him. Um, I'm playing as many Texans as I can get my hands on this week because I think they're just going to run the score up. And uh, CJ's really just become Brock Osweiler's security blanket. 
Osweiler's not playing really well. He's dumping it down a lot, and uh, the benefactor of that has become Fedorowicz. So I'm going way out on a limb for this next one. Um, Adam Thielen from the Minnesota Vikings. He's a wide receiver. Uh, again, with my philosophy of taking advantage of really bad teams, Minnesota up guy here. I like him. Yeah, Minnesota's. I actually like this guy. This week. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota's playing the Bears, who are in complete disarray. Uh, the Bears have been playing really good against wide receiver ones, but they seem to leave everybody else in the field completely open. <laughs> so this is where Adam's going to step up, and uh, he's going to do something for you this week. I like. I actually like the, the Vikings in general this week. I'm in a two-quarterback league, and because Big Ben went down, I'm starting Sam Bradford. I like him this week. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be okay. And Bradford seems to have a, a, a really good relationship developing yeah. with this guy. Yep. Um, outside of Stefan Diggs, he's... He's going to get this guy all the rest of the catches. Finally, I don't know if he's really a sleeper. A lot of people might be on him, but I don't know. I think everybody's got him on their bench. Uh, Brandon LaFell, wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the injury report for the Redskins secondary is not looking good. Everybody's kind of banged up. So you're going to want to play uh, LaFell if you have him as a chance. He's had touchdowns the last three weeks. Uh, he had two of them. Three weeks ago against Dallas, he scored one against the Patriots, and he scored one against the Browns. So they're looking to him uh, in the red zone. So, again, he might not be a sleeper, but he's definitely a good play this week if you haven't sat on your bench. I don't think anybody's been playing him up to this point, and they've been losing out on those points. So those are my sleepers. Set your alarm, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, here are our bold p- predictions of the week. I'm crazy, 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 crazy. Tommy, who uh, who's crazy in your in your eyes this week? This isn't crazy, but I think he's gonna put up huge fantasy week. My bold prediction this week is Tom Brady at Buffalo. Brady and Belichick are coming to lay a whoop down and Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm saying Tom Brady goes for 407 yards and four touchdowns this week. All right, I touched on a little bit my sleepers, but I'm going with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I think it's also a bold prediction because who really knows what this guy's going to do. I'm going to say three touchdowns, 350 yards, one interception because he's got to, and 32 rushing yards I think you're going to see out of Fitz this week as well. But uh, I think he's going to lay the whoop down this week. Paul? Uh, I'm going to continue on with the bold predictions from quarterbacks this week, and I'm going to go with the man that I benched last week, and I'll never do that again. Drew, my favorite, Breeze's H. Christ. So Drew Brees playing Seattle in New Orleans is going to go ham against Seattle's tired-out defense. 375 yards and four touchdowns. My bold prediction. How about you, Ed? You're lucky. I was going to go uh, keep a Saints guy and go Mark Ingram, but I changed him. I'm going with Randall Cobb at Atlanta. He had two TDs the last two weeks. I think he's going to double that this week and go with two TDs. Love the TDs. I love Hey. The bigger, the better. Yeah. All right. Uh, he's going to go for two total TDs, 150 yards, rushing and receiving combined. So that's not too crazy, but it's uh, it's still kind of out there. Come on. It's bold. Get it bold. bold. It's Get bold. bold. All right. 200 yards total. Thank yards. you. Yeah. There we go. All right. That's rushing and receiving yards, 200 yards and two total TDs. That's that's my bold prediction for Randall Cobb this week. And uh, I like it. All right. Well, then that, that's it for us, I believe. All right, guys, that's all we have for this week. You can follow us at, at Point After Show on Twitter 
or you can get at us on Facebook, Instagram. Also visit our website, www.thepointaftershow.com. And then you can follow us personally on Twitter. Ed, what's your Twitter? At E-S-K-O-R-U-P-A underscore P-A-S. Tom, what's yours? I'm at T-Lip underscore the P-A-S smoke dizzle. So you're not giving out your at douche nugget one? No? We're just going to go with the... All right, mine's Paul at Paul underscore the P... What are you, getting all mad because I was busting your balls? It's at Paul the underscore the P-A show. All right, you can find me at... Cavi underscore the PAS and anybody listening on iTunes right now, hit subscribe so you get notified whenever we put out a new podcast. And check our website for our podcasts. Now coming to you every Tuesday and Friday. We drop around noon, give or take. Thanks, guys. See you next week. 1738.